You're listening to the Marketing to Millions podcast, the only show to give you real raw behind the scenes tools and marketing strategies to create a thriving online coaching business. I'm your host, Liz Bohr, the girl who traded in her corporate climbing career to help ambitious thought leaders create a bigger impact using effective and intentional digital marketing strategies. Thanks for listening in. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing to Millions podcast. I am joined today by Dr. Destiny Kopp, who is a marketing expert who helps entrepreneurs launch and grow their online business with time-saving templates, swipe files, and simplified MBA-like training, which you know I love, time-saving templates, all the swipe files to help you simplify your launch building process. Dr. Destiny Kopp is a college marketing professor turned online entrepreneur, so you know she's going to have all of the tips and secrets to help you streamline and simplify your scaling process. Let's bring her in and welcome her to the show. Dr. Destiny Kopp, thank you for spending time with me today and welcome to the Marketing to Millions audience. Liz, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to jump into this with you. Thank you so much for being here. So why don't you kind of start for those people who are not familiar with you and your brand, how you transitioned from being a college professor to making your way in the online space so successfully and and really who you serve best today. Yeah, so I'll take you back to the early 2000s when I was working as a marketing director in one of the Fortune 50 companies and I got burned out, which I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening to this, they can relate to that. And that's when I started looking for a different career. And all of this online, teaching online was just starting to happen. And that's when I had exposure to online courses. Now, I started teaching as an online college marketing professor back in the dark ages in 2005 when nobody, nobody had heard about teaching online. And people used to come up to me and ask me, is this a real thing? Like you can actually teach online and people can actually learn that way. And I was like, absolutely. Yes, it works. Um, Worked in higher education for many years and I got burnt out again. And I always wanted to start my own business and starting your own business nowadays is much, much easier as a lot of people might know than it was back, you know, when I really wanted to do it, which was back in the late nineties and early two thousands. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to just jump right in and start on this. And that's what I did back in 2018. And since then, since I've launched my main brand, I've launched five to six other brands. And we have some more coming out this next year in different niches where I have seen market opportunities. So I absolutely, absolutely love it. But what I'm most passionate about is helping entrepreneurs launch digital products, passive income, digital products like online courses and memberships. So they can, you know, basically have that freedom in their life that they want. Wow. Such a great story. I love your ability to pivot so successfully. And one thing that stuck out to me is your ability to grow so many businesses at the same time. So for those people who might just be thinking about 
leaving their current nine to five and starting one business, how do you manage all of those at the same time? Yeah, so that's a good question. And really, it comes down to putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is who I'm going to serve and how I'm going to help them. And the reality is, you know, you're going to pivot, right? You're going as you grow and learn more about your market and your ideal customer and what they need from you, you are going to make changes and you're going to pivot from that. I have done that many times over the years, you know, just in reality is right. Industries change, the market changes. So you, no matter what, you have to continue to move and change with your with your market. And but really, for somebody who's just starting out, it really just comes down to putting a stake in the ground and say, "This is what I'm going to start with," and not wasting too much time trying to make everything perfect because it's just never going to be perfect. Mm, yeah, that's such a good point. Just kind of picking one road, if you will, and driving down it at full force and just committing to that one thing. You know, it's something that we talk a lot about on the podcast and just in my community is the fact that a lot of people think that they have to have a lot of digital courses in order to be successful. But the reality of it is we can have one, we can focus on one course be very successful with that one. And maybe we only add one additional product or or offer into our our product suite, but we can focus on one and grow that and scale that to to the level that we are happy with without feeling like we have to be adding all of these different courses or products, low ticket, high ticket, and into our product suite and overwhelm us before we get to a place that we feel that we can rely on some consistent revenue coming in. And Liz, I think that's a very good point. And I always like to keep things simple, right? Super, super simple. If you go to one of our brands, which is called Freelance Track, it has one course and one lead magnet. And then we have content behind that to help market it. But it is one course and one lead magnet, which is exactly what you just mentioned. Yeah. So how did you pick, you know, if we're talking about lead magnets, the the resource that we use to attract our ideal customers, one question that comes up a lot is how do we pick the right lead magnet that will attract the people that we really want to have in in our communities, have on our email lists that will be perfect for our paid products. But how do we pick what that lead magnet is? Nowadays, there's seems like there's so many options. There's checklists, there's PDFs, there's quizzes. You know, how do we pick which one is going to be the most viable, give us the biggest return on investment? Oh, it's a great question. And it's one that a lot of people struggle with. And I've recently just created several different new lead magnets. So I know how difficult it is to kind of figure out, you know, what should I actually start with? But, you know, the reality is you, let's just say you pick the perfect one initially. Lead magnets, you know, I always recommend that you kind of refresh them and update them over Time. So even if you start with a perfect one and it is working for a while, it might stop working in the future. So I just want to throw that out there and, and just mention that. But 
back specifically to your question to try to figure out what is that perfect lead magnet. You know, sometimes it's really just kind of putting a stake in the ground and saying, I'm going to test this one out. I've had lead magnets that I tested and they didn't work at all. They just didn't give me the kind of result that I was wanting, meaning I didn't get enough signups from them or they weren't um, really attracting the right you know, ideal customer that I was looking for. But what I generally do, and I'll, you know, I'll kind of go back to this um, one brand that I was just mentioning um, just a second ago called Freelance Track. So that particular, uh, that particular brand has a lead magnet that's called a social media pack for freelancers. So I did some research. So, you know, just got going out and talking to some of my ideal customers for that particular brand, I'm like, what would you like to see? Like, what would attract you and entice you to sign up? Well, they're like, well, we're trying, we don't have a website yet, right? So they are marketing their services on social media. So they wanted some help doing that. And that's how we came up with that social media pack for freelancers. And really it's just some social media images and Canva that they can go in and tweak to highlight the services they offer, their pricing, that sort of thing. And it also gives them some captions to go along with it. So it really comes down to kind of recapping what I said there. You got to take a, you got to kind of take a stand and say, this is one I'm going to do. And it may be the right one and you can just test it out, but also doing your research and really knowing kind of what would stand out for your ideal customer and what would they say? Oh yeah, I really, really need that one. Yeah. I really like that because it takes the burden off of us as the business owner to figure out what the perfect lead magnet is. And it throws it back to our audience, giving them the power to answer our questions, go through our survey, or maybe answer our polls on, you know, inside of our Instagram stories that ask them, hey, what do you need help with? How can I help you? You know, even asking them, would this be helpful or would this be helpful? Um, And seeing what those answers are really takes the burden off of us trying to figure it out. Because for me, I feel like, you know, one of the the hardest things that I've struggled with as a business owner and, and a lot of others do that I've talked to as well is that, you know, we can take so much own ownership of it being our thing, right? Like we're a little bit too close to it sometimes when it's ours. But if we can throw the onus on our audience and just create what is right for them and remove our own selves from it, I think it would be, it makes the process a whole lot easier. And I like what you just said about using Instagram stories to poll your audience. I think that's a great way to do that. You you can go into LinkedIn too, and they have some polls in there. But I'm a huge fan of market research and really going back to your ideal customer and asking them questions like, what do they want? And then creating what they want. But you're still going to have to test it out. It may work. It may not work. But at least you're getting feedback from your ideal customer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love the the feedback loop that we can get from them. And thankfully, social media makes it a whole lot easier these days than it probably did, you know, for people that were starting online businesses 10 plus years ago. So 
I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, I I use my email a lot, but, you know, if, if people are really just getting started and they don't have an email list yet, um, you know, posting that on social media or just reaching out to people on social media and say, you know, this is what I'm thinking about. Which one would you, you know, which one would do you think would work better for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great ideas. So now once we have our lead magnet, Our email list is growing with an engaged audience. So our email subscriber numbers are growing nicely. What do you feel like is the next step before we can be ready to um, promote our offer? So, you know, I'll I'll continue to talk about list building because that has been, you know, and I'll just speak for myself here. That has been one of the biggest challenges that I have had personally in my business is really growing my audience and through, you know, in my email list. So there are a couple things that I have done and tested over the years. Um, obviously, blogging, and that's been that's definitely helped. So driving people to my website, to my blogs, where I have had content upgrades, where they can sign up for my email list there. Another way that, or I should say the absolute biggest way that I have grown my audience and my email list has been through collaborations. And that's collaborations with other business owners in my niche. One of it, one way has been speaking at virtual summits. So you're a speaker at a summit, you have a lead magnet, anybody who goes, you know, participates in that summit can sign up for your lead magnet. So that's definitely worked for me. Another big email list driver and growing my email list has been participating in industry bundles. So basically what that is, is a bunch of business owners in a particular niche, they get together and they, you know, everybody promotes that particular bundle. That bundle can be free or it can even be a paid bundle. So for instance, I'm participating in one in January through InfoStack. It is a paid bundle and I'm contributing one of my high value online courses into that bundle. And everybody who's participating in that is going to be promoting that bundle. And then, you know, anybody who buys that bundle can sign up for all of those courses in that particular bundle. So that's when they'll sign up for your email list. So it's a lead generator. And what you'll do is you'll get them on your email list and then you have the opportunity to upsell them other, you know, other products and services that you have in the future. Wow. I love the bundle idea because it gives you the opportunity to put yourself in front of audiences that you might not have been able to tap into on your own Or maybe it would have just cost you a lot more if you're using paid traffic to do it. So I love that idea of, you know, bundling offers together. But how have you been able to, you know, for someone that is like, oh, this is really interesting to me. I would love to have the option of, you know, testing this out. How do we pick who would be the right partner to create a bundle with? So there are some basically companies out there that do these type of bundles. One that is kind of jumping out to me is InfoStack. I know there's others out there, you know, and it may be, let's just say you go out to the internet and you go to Google and you research it. I would just type in, you know, 
bundle for whatever niche you're, you're in, if it's health and wellness, if it's, you know, maybe bundle whatever niche you're in and see if anything comes up. If nothing is coming up for you or you just can't find any, I would get on some of the email list of the influencers in your industry and see if they promote any bundles. That's how I have found out a few of the ones that I have participated in. And then just reach out to the people who are running that particular promotion and say, you know what? I really love what you've done here. I'd really like to participate in the next one that you're doing. You know, one of the brands that we have, we're in the process of launching right now, it's called Hobby School, because I know there's a lot of bundles out there for people who are selling other business type products. But what I found there to be a gap is people or who are maybe in the gardening niche, or they are in health and wellness, or, you know, may just just different niches. And I felt like, you know what, there's a market out there where those creators need a way to get their, their online courses and their digital products out into the world. So I would just do a little bit of a Google research. If you, you know, people want to email me. There's a lot of people who are companies that are doing bundles that I'm aware of. I'm happy to point them to them, but I would just do Google research and start there. Wow. That's, that's so insightful. Thank you for sharing that. So if we were thinking about growing our audiences through the bundle, can you just kind of break down what that structure and strategy has looked like in terms of how to promote it and and how you have seen it be successful either through you know funnels that you have been in or maybe ones that you have used on your own yeah so let's assume that you participate in bundles somebody gets on your email list one of the things that you need to make sure that you're doing is you know following up with them right there let's just say you offered an online course through that bundle when you go to on what I call onboarding that student, really it's just sending them emails and reaching out to them to make sure that they are actually successfully completing your course and getting through that, you know, getting through your content. That would that is always my first priority. My first priority is not to go ahead and say, you know, you signed up for my course, I want to sell you something else, mm-hmm. right? My first priority is making sure that they are able to achieve the transformation for the course that they signed up for. Mm-hmm. Now, that might look different depending on what kind of course you have or what, you know, what you're walking them through. So let's just say, you know, your course typically takes people, you know, three to four weeks to go through. As you, after you have onboarded that student, it's a perfect opportunity to start reaching out to them, giving them additional content that would be helpful and valuable for them. And, you know, at some point when when the timing is right, it may be immediately, it may be another week or two down the road, you can upsell them your additional services or other products that you have. Yeah, that that's such a good point because not only do we want to help them complete the content that they first initially got on our email list for, right? Like the paid product that they initially purchased from us. We want their experience to be positive and we want them to complete that course. But I think, you know, I love what you said about, you know, when the time is right, we can continue to follow up with them because we want 
to help them move to the next level. Once they have completed our course, they are likely, you know, if they had success and if they had a positive experience, they have achieved the chance, the transformation that you promised. And therefore, they are ready for the next level of whatever it might be. Maybe not immediately, maybe not right away, but they are going to be ready very soon. And so I think there is a huge missed opportunity that a lot of people forget about in the post-purchase you know, follow-up strategy. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, you know, and a mistake. I see a lot of people making when they participate in these bundles, what they have to keep in mind and take a step back is think about it from the person who actually purchased that bundle or signed up for that bundle. Let's just say there were 30 other people participating in that bundle, right? There's a lot of people that may be emailing that particular you know, person all at once and it becomes overwhelming, right? It would be overwhelming for me. It'd be overwhelming from you. So you have to be careful about how you approach somebody in the, you know, in the very initially in the beginning and make sure that you're taking your time and, you know, giving them some time to breathe and actually go through the information. Yeah, I was, I didn't participate, but I purchased a bundle um, that offered me, this was about a year ago. It was just a great price point. And I honestly only purchased it for maybe one or two of the courses that were that were offered inside of this bundle um, but I got access to you know over a hundred at the time inside of this bundle and I while I was going through some of the courses so the how they set it up was you could get access to the course you put in the coupon code that says you know I was I purchased through this bundle and then um, that triggers your email to go onto that particular host's uh, email list, but it also gives you access to the course. And after about a few weeks, I started receiving emails from those people. Some of them, I just downloaded the course and hadn't had time to go through any of the content yet, but I started receiving emails as if I had already completed the course and they were either selling me something new or sending me to, to blogs that I wasn't really uh, familiar with why I would be needing to be reading or consuming that content. And so I think it's a really good reminder that you brought up that we have to be mindful to reintroduce ourselves when we are a part of, you know, some of these bundles, or even if, you know, you're on an email list with a bunch of other people, there's no shame in reintroducing ourselves, re-inviting them into our community, maybe sharing a Facebook group that you have or some other community that might, that they might be able to tap into to help the person that is reading the email remember who you are, what you do, and, and why your content is helpful for them. Yeah, I think your experience just goes to show that we have to be very careful when we're participating in these these bundles just to, you know, really think about the customer experience and how can we complement what they're doing versus, you know, bombarding them with a ton of information that they're not ready for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. So you have a lot of people that you have helped through all of your brands, you know, you have created a lot of templates, swipe files Mm -hmm. and training programs up to this Mm -hmm. point. 
are, is there anything else that we should be thinking about as we are trying to scale our digital products, or maybe we're just creating one for the very first time? Is there anything that we should be thinking about as we go into the selling and marketing of our digital programs? Yeah. So a couple of things that I'll just mention here is I know that one area that a lot of new business owners and just, you know, even people who are established in the industry, one of the things they struggle with is getting eyeballs on their courses, getting eyeballs on their content. I mean, we live in a crowded, crowded marketplace, right? There's a lot of people that are that are vying for attention out there on the internet. And one of the ways, I, I would just encourage folks to get creative on how to find their ideal customer. And one of the things that I did uh, this past year was launch a product on AppSumo. Now, AppSumo, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, what they offer and what they generally offer are apps, right? New companies who are, you know, launching new products into the marketplace and they kind of help get them off the ground. Like I have purchased so many apps off of AppSumo, um, these lifetime deals that I, you know, are, are using in my business today. But recently they launched what they call a marketplace. And in this marketplace, they are allowing course creators and creative entrepreneurs like me, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening here, to self-list their course or digital product or a template or a group of swipe files or whatever you're offering on their marketplace. Now, what's different about AppSumo versus Udemy, because Udemy is also a course marketplace, what's different about AppSumo is when you sell a course or somebody purchases your course on AppSumo, they are added to your online course platform. So basically what AppSumo does, they, you know, take they take the money and they'll reimburse you your percentage later, but they take the money and there's integration between AppSumo and your online course platform. I use Kajabi. So they're sent to Kajabi. I get all of their contact information. So their name and their email list um, or their email, and I can, you know, upsell them in the future. What's different between AppSumo and Udemy is Udemy is different because with Udemy, your course is hosted on their platform. So you don't get any customer information. And, I, you know, the pers- I don't know a lot about Udemy and what they pay out, but the payout percentages or what you get paid on AppSumo are quite high. So I've been definitely been pleased with that. That's something I tested this past year. I had Liz, I had no idea if it was going to work or not. You know, marketing is all about testing and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. And that has definitely worked for me. There are other marketplaces out there. So if you're in another niche, you might want to go explore something like that. But really, I would just say, and my key takeaway here is just get creative. Think about different ways you can grow and market your business. And one of the reasons why I explored this with AppSumo is 
it was getting extremely expensive for me with the Facebook ads. My cost per lead, just because of the niche I was in and who I was serving, was getting up to like $10 and sometimes even more. And it was just getting so, so expensive. I was like, I got to do something different. I cannot continue to do that. My courses aren't that expensive. So it's not like I had a $2,000 course on the back end of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one of the things I did this year and it worked for me. Wow. Awesome. We'll definitely link that in the show notes so that you can go and check it out if you are interested in potentially testing out AppSumo for some of your own digital products. But Destiny, if people want to connect more with you and learn more from you, where can they find you? So the best place for me is just to go to my main website on my main website, which is destinycop.com. I have a lot of free resources there, but you can also read and see about our other brands. I've talked about some of them today, but my main website, destinycop.com. And I'm sure Liz, you'll put those links in the show notes. You can just grab it there. Absolutely. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and sharing so much knowledge. This was so insightful and helpful. Hopefully you guys took a ton of notes. I know I was. um, And check the show notes for anything additional that you might have missed. Thank you, Liz. Hey there. What did you think of that episode? If you enjoyed it, here are a few free ways to help support the show. First, You can hit the follow button so you never miss a new episode or any bonus episodes that I create for timely advice. Secondly, if you screenshot the episode you're listening to and tag me on Instagram at lizbor underscore com, you'll be entered to win a special prize. And the prizes are really good. And lastly, reviews are one of the best ways to provide social proof to others that this show is worth a listen. Plus, it gives me an idea of the content that is most helpful to you. Feel free to include your podcast or Instagram name. I'll give you a shout out during a future episode for more exposure to you and your brand. A huge, huge thank you in advance.